0: Hey there, this is Ben Currier, self-proclaimed world's number one failure. In this podcast, we'll learn about the hardest moments my guests faced and the failures they endured on their path towards making it. I hope you enjoy. Hey, it's Ben here. And in addition to this podcast, I also teach Microsoft Excel online. Visit ExcelExposure.com for more information and use the coupon code FAILURE for 20% off of the lifetime access to the course. Stay tuned after the episode for a little bit more information as to why it's so important to improve your Excel skills and unlock your inner Excel ninja. Thanks. Hey there, friends of FAILURE. How's it going this week? I have an extra special guest, uh, Natasha Graziano, who has too many things that she's done that I can even mention them. A uh, number one female uh, speaker under 40, I believe, from Forbes top business mindset coach, uh, according to Business Insider, is that right? Uh, what I usually do, this is what I typically do when I don't know much about the, the guest, I'll say, here's your chance to pump yourself up and brag about all the things you've done before we deflate yourself with a little bit of the failure talk and go into those times. So is there anything you're specifically proud of um, besides being a multi best-selling author and all the other things that uh, people might say?
1: You know what? I am particularly proud of the fact that I got back up from being broke. I'm particularly proud of the fact that I was rock bottom as a single mom and built my way back up. I had no money. I, I My credit cards were maxed out. I was in debt tens of thousands, then fifties of thousands, and a horrendous amount.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm
1: not proud of that. But what I am proud of is how many times I stood back up. So when I have the title, you know, written in Forbes magazine of being the number one female motivational speaker in the, I don't take that lightly. I look after that title and I fucking go out there to help serve someone every single day. And when I go on stage, I use my voice as my tool to get through to somebody's soul. And people say she's like soul shattering. She just like, you know, penetrates my soul. I've I've never heard a woman speak, ever. I'm like, okay, good. Mm-hmm. So, you know. So
0: you went from the bottom and now mm-hmm. you're even able to, to change other people's lives. Hopefully they're not in those situations. But you can speak to living both ends of the spectrum of life. Because uh, I know what you mean. The reason for the failure guy um, uh, name of mine is because uh, just like you mentioned in your book, people c- probably can't see because they're listening. Uh, be it until you become it. And, uh, and I wanna uh, get your take on that against my f- catchphrase, which is uh, fail it till you nail it. Because I don't like fake it till you make it. I feel like it's disingenuous. I hope your be it until you become it um, is more about the inner mindset piece rather than the fake it till you make it, which seems more like, hey, everybody, I'm this. I'm not I'll just keep faking it forever. So I say fail until you nail it. Like do something, take action, learn from it and realize failure is going to be part of the journey and get comfortable with it. So I'm trying to take the sting out of failure, but I know law of attraction wise using words like failure isn't isn't necessarily a good thing. So uh, I think with your um with your issues with uh, drug addiction and some of the things that you'd faced where you were lying to your family, you're probably lying to yourself. I've, I've had similar issues with drug addiction and I've been fired from every job I've ever had, which is six out of six jobs. So then I that's the why I call myself the failure guy, but um, it took me five jobs to realize I was even fired. I was suppressing all those emotions and I wasn't facing any of my actual problems because I could lie to everyone else about why things happened a certain way, you know? And you And the more you tell the world certain story about yourself the more you can uh ignore the reality behind it so does any of that resonate with you
1: oh my god the whole thing i mean look well i was on a pedestal like you i when you sit on a pedestal and you feel you're this person it's your ego and your ego doesn't allow you to become somebody else your ego is what is speaking to the world your ego is what is holding you back from evolving and you know, when I when I actually internalized and looked at what was going on, yeah, I was into drugs badly. I, I was in a bad place. I should have looked at myself hard in the mirror, but it it didn't happen for me that way. It doesn't often happen as a, like, you know, actually, I woke up the next day and realized I shouldn't do it. No, usually pain hits you. Failure hits you. Mm-hmm. So I lean into the word failure. I don't like failure but failure is a part of success success doesn't exist without failure if I hadn't fallen down and failed in my business multiple times do you know how many businesses I've spunked money on and lost the whole thing like every penny do you know how many members of staff I've had to go through do you know how many poor decisions I have made I'm not good at building teams I don't sit here and claim to be great at certain things but yeah. I know what I am good at and I lean into those areas. And those are the areas that have built me to be who I am now. And failing is a part of that. Yes. When you're going through shit, like pain hits you physically and mentally or spiritually. It hits you to say, honey, wake up. You're going in the wrong direction.
0: Yeah. And you can listen to other people say it all day about when they hit their rock bottom. But until you hit something similar to that, it it's one of the lessons that sticks with you the most. So I think the what I would call the real failure of life would be to experience failure and not learn from it, Yeah, you know, because every failure should be a learning experience. But I I think it's a stepping stone on the way to success. Just like you said, and so I'm trying to take the sting out of the word, because if you want to be successful, you got to get comfortable with failing. I was reading all sorts of self-help books, you know, Tony Robbins and whatnot. And uh, I was like, I can't do a lot of the good stuff, it seems. But getting comfortable with failure, that's something I think I could manage because, you know, when you experience it, a lot of times you want to give up. A lot of people don't uh, go for things because of the fear of failure you know it can keep them from even trying things that might be the thing that gets them out of the life they're they're currently unhappy about
1: 100 percent. i mean if you lean into it and you decide you know what i am gonna fail you accept before you begin you are gonna fail i met one guy one guy on my journey who he's a, he's a big podcaster too and he said oh i've never failed And I was like, I really want to debate that. He'd be so good on your show. I'll tell you who he is after because you guys will have a heavy debate. How the fuck have you never failed? I have failed and I accept it. I was not perfect. The way I've grown, the way I've built myself is completely unorthodox. I don't sit here for one second and say I created myself in this way. I don't pretend I was So I just know I had to do what I had to do to get to where I am now so that I am in front of you so that I am able to give you something that helps you better your life. And part of that was failing in many ways. And it feels like rejection when you fail. It does. It feels like the world doesn't like you. It feels like nobody wants to hear your message. Nobody wants to buy your product and it's tough. But if you can't accept failure, if you can't Feel failure and tolerate it and handle it. Yeah. Then you don't truly want what you truly want to do.
0: You don't want it bad enough, for sure. Because Failure is going to get you either either way, like whether you want it or not. I'm in. I'm very interested to hear how that person spun it, that they didn't. A lot of people go, oh, I don't like the word failure. I'll just call it a mistake. Or I, I redefine the word in my mind. Or, or I'm like, you're just trying to, you know, shortcut it. You really still mess up a bunch of times. But I think a lot of people, especially in today's social media highlight real version of life, we don't see that successful people have to deal with failure a lot. They have to deal with things not going the right way. And even the most successful and creative people have a lot of self-doubt um, that they don't publicly share because they're promoting this, you know, confident self.
1: You know, it's interesting you say this. So, my husband just did ayahuasca and he came back and he created this, this like drawing for me of how life is. And he describes it so well. He says it's kind of like circles that you're constantly going through, like sen- concentric circles until you get to the middle. And it just keeps going and going. It's like infinity, right? And he said the outer circle is self doubt, imposter syndrome. The outer circle is self-doubt, negative self-talk, everything bad coming at you. And you feel like you can't do it. And it's just oh, these voices, if you get through that first layer, that's when you're beginning, by the way, that's just mm-hmm. the start of your journey. That's like today you want to start a podcast or maybe you're listening to this and you've got this business idea. You've got to get through that first layer inside of that is other people's voices, your society around you, your schools, your friends, your family, etc. And they will have more input on why it's not worth it for you. Yeah. Even though it's fine for them to do it usually, lol. And then there's another circle inside of that that goes to haters. So now you've broken through the barriers, you're doing well, and now you have haters. And those people are just randomly hating on you because they have nothing better to do in their day. I call them keyboard warriors. And then inside Mm. of the haters, you now have followers, deep followers who love your work, they're obsessed with you. Maybe they are even a hater, but they love what you do deeply and they want to be a part of it. They want to yeah. learn from you. And then it repeats. So now you've gotten to the next level because you broke three of the first four barriers. You now go again. Now you have more self-doubt. Mm-hmm. I, You think that I don't have self-doubt where I am today? Like, you don't think I, I still think about, oh, God, like... You know, I'm I'm nervous still. I'm going on stage to thousands of people. Sometimes I'm I still have nerves. I, I'm still human. Yep. I still have the voice that says, "Why are you doing this?" Which is imposter syndrome.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, like feeling, oh God, I have to listen to those other people. But can I tell you one thing? The small voices are not the voices you should listen to of the small person mm-hmm. because nobody above you gives a shit. Only the people beneath you care about any of the bullshit, any of the bad things, any of the sad times. People above you are too busy. Yeah. And they're too elated and excited for you. But people beneath you, they care about this, that, and the other.
0: Yeah, or they're jealous. But also, Mm -hmm. they're the first ones to give advice, even though they've not done the thing that that you're trying to do. You know, a lot of them are trying to give you advice on something they have no experience with, you know, because they think they know everything or they want you to fail or what, whatever it is. Um, but you want to be around the people above you who can inspire you and who've done the things that you want to do. And so that you can not only emulate what they're doing, but just surround yourself with people who are of that mindset. I like the growth versus fixed mindset thing from that book, from Carol Dweck. I don't know if you read it. Just called Mindset. You know, some people think like, it's a fixed mindset. I can only be this amount of smart. I can only be this amount of whatever. And I can't grow. And then there's a growth mindset where it's like, I can learn anything. I could do anything. And so like to surround yourself with people who are of the of the growth mindset, or at least are of the encouraging mindset, it's 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 fabulous compared to when you're asking someone who doesn't know how to build a multi-million dollar business how to do that. they it's useless advice no matter what they say.
1: Don't ask advice from anybody who hasn't already achieved what you want to or 10 times more. So somebody won't necessarily do exactly what I do, but best believe whoever I'm asking, they've already built a hundred million dollar or more company has to be multiples on what you've done. Yeah, It wouldn't be worth me speaking to someone who's done tens of millions because I'm already sitting there. I need to speak to somebody who's making hundreds of millions or billions to be Mm -hmm. able to preach into what I'm doing. I need to be able to speak to people who are so far ahead of what I'm doing. Don't get advice from somebody who hasn't done it. And we always lean to our friends for it. We're like, hey, what should I do here? And then you wonder... Well, why are you asking that person? Because they have absolutely no idea about your area. Mm-hmm. They can emotionally support you and they can be there to tell you what you might want to eat that night or like hang out with or what party or when it comes to your business, really get a good mentor without a mentor and investing in education, investing in yourself, yeah. without listening to things like the failure podcast, like my podcast, the law of attraction, listening to this stuff every day creates your mindset. It sets your mind and it helps you invest in yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you need accountability too, because mm-hmm. a lot of times when you're on your own, especially as a solopreneur, uh, you it, if no one's watching, it's very easy to, uh, to not make progress. So I think like having a mentor, Accountability, all of that is 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 fantastic. I'm curious, what was it for you? I know you have the MBS method, and you you're welcome to explain what that is to the listeners. But what is it uh, when you were at the lowest low? I know you you mentioned um, Denzel Washington. I didn't know he did anything uh, of motivational value. I guess he has some tapes that I should check out. But um, what? how did you a lot of people in those failure moments beat themselves up you know can't get out of it mentally what's the kind of advice you you'd give if someone's going through uh, a difficult time like that
1: first thing to look at is yourself and just go inward i'll answer your first question and then i'll dive into that denzel washington helped me through my dog time i listened to his um, speech and it was transformative. And then I listened to another one. I love his words, his words of wisdom, his words of guidance. And it preached life into my soul. I turned it up so loud in the room that I was in at the time. I stood in front of a mirror and I was sh- just screaming the words at myself, streaming down my face with tears, just saying like, this is temporary. I was ill at the time. I had an illness, I had an overactive thyroid. I was really suffering. Mm -hmm. and I remember thinking like when you lose your full sparkle when you lose you you feel like you've lost everything in fact you you don't even feel like it's worth living anymore when you when you're in the, I was so bad I just thought what the fuck is the point in this anymore I don't I can't even show up every day like I'm just grateful to be able to get out of bed sometimes like that was how bad it was and I share this with you because when I found that glimmer of light every day and you will see a glimmer of light. You'll see a glimmer of hope every day, whether it's for two seconds and it goes, a minute and it goes, three minutes and eventually three hours and eventually it extends. So mm-hmm. when you're in a happy place, most of your day is filled with hope or at least a few hours. You feel great. You feel like, oh, I'm having a massive, amazing period right now. And then the next day it feels good again. It goes on. You just feel great. And this, this period of hope, this light is extended. When you're unwell, you lose that. Everything seems gray. It's like you're on a different film set to when you're Mm -hmm. filming on this bright light. If I was to turn this light off right now, it would be a lot darker. It's a gray day where I am right now here in Vancouver. It's, It's not shiny. It's not sparkly. And so therefore, it means that I see the world different. So if you can just cling on to that glimmer of hope, that light every day, for one minute and extend it and extend it through listening to somebody preaching life over you. It doesn't have to be me, but I mean, I'm pretty good at it, but only because I've learned how from the best. Okay. My mentors have taught me. I've had the best people. I've spoken on stages with Tony Robbins online and Mark Cuban. I've spoken on stage. I've spoken on stage with Grant Cardone, some of the biggest people in the industry. And I share that because I am able to understand what got me out of it. And I'm sharing with you. When I listened to Denzel Washington, and for you, it will be whoever you choose. And I listened to him and I listened to him and I listened to him and I felt uplifted. I felt like I can do this. I can get out of this. And I listened and I soaked it in and then it went. But then the next day I listened again, it lasted for an hour. And all of a sudden it lasted a few days and I started to heal.
0: And so part of it is is what you focus on is is what your experiences of life, right And so try to focus on some of those more sparkling moments and uh, find ways of congratulating yourself for the good things that you're doing or the or the successes.
1: Yes, you become what you think about mm-hmm. you attract what you are. these things you've probably heard before they're very real. If you focus on negativity and i'll give you some neuroscience here if you focus on something negative like i'm not going to be worthy of this i'm never going to get better i'm never going to get that promotion at work i'm never going to make any money then guess what your reticular activating system in your brain in the lower part of your brain it filters two million bits of data every second colors and sounds and things that you see anything you focus your mind on
0: the RAS, right you said the
1: RAS, right it shows you anything you deem
0: as important you know about this right and from you from your book just from what little i've read so far
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. This is all all the neurosciences in the book, all of this stuff. I love geeking out on neuroscience. So it shows you anything you deem is important. Mm -hmm. And so if you are focusing on these negative things, then of course your RAS is going to show you stuff that proves that negative belief system to be real. So it shows you people, events and places who are also negative and it really feels so shite. Or if you focus your attention on something great, like I am going to have a happy, harmonious, loving marriage. I am in love. I am finding hope. I am getting better. I'm getting that financial breakthrough. I'm going to build that business. I'm going to build that team. I feel amazing. You focus on it. Your feelings and your thoughts become your reality. Because now your RAS, your reticular activating system, and this is science, this ain't Mm woo-woo. The science says the reticular activating system will now show you evidence around you to prove your new belief system is real. So what are you focusing your attention on? Because your reticular activating system will show around you evidence to show that belief system is real for you.
0: Yeah, and I like the example you use in the book about if you're in an airport and you hear someone yell your your name or Announce it, you'll hear it because your RAS is is primed, especially with our own names to hear that. But if you start priming it to to focus on things that uh that you're looking to bring into your life, I can only see why that would that would make sense. The law of attraction, you know, a lot of people do give it that woo status, but there is a a ton of what is involved in. And I'm not I'm not speaking from the the point of success because I haven't yet reached success. But I know that the 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 way, What you focus on and how you feel about yourself, you're right. It all starts inside because there's no way you're going to get anything done if if all you're doing is beating yourself up or focusing on your old memories uh, that you haven't forgiven yourself for. I know forgiveness is a big piece of your book as well. And uh, and that can be hard because how do you forgive yourself while also keeping the learnings from those times, you know? Is there, is there a good way to do that?
1: Yeah, well, look, forgiveness is the most powerful thing that you'll ever do. I only learned this when I realized that actually, well, Dr. Nina Radcliffe wrote an, uh, a, you know, a, lot of, a lot of studies on this. And the study I particularly like is how she said how resentment stores in your body, uh, it creates ailments. And there's a whole piece on this in the book. When you store resentment and anger towards someone or something or an event or a public figure inside of your body, it literally starts to decompose the cells of your body. It starts to deteriorate your body and your organs and it comes out in an ailment. So when you feel suddenly somebody triggers you tomorrow, in a week, in a month, in a year, in 10 years, and you feel so angry back at them or you feel so emotional and hurt all of a sudden, just from something they said, like, I really don't like the color blue on you or whatever it might be or like I really don't like, something ridiculous, right?
0: I think it looks great. Oh, thanks. If that's blue, I'm, thanks. I'm assuming
1: yep. I'll it's blue. A... Li- I like blue, I like blue. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, I don't usually wear blue, I usually wear red, black, other <laughs> colors, but like blues. first time I'm wearing blue. So I'm like really embracing it. I think it makes you feel good when it's a gray day. Yeah. Okay, so somebody says I don't like it and I had an outburst of some kind of powerful emotion, negative or positive. The negative means that I already had stored inside of me anger and in psychiatry, we call it displacement.
0: Yeah, I which... do that all the time.
1: Right.
0: Because <laughs> I'm Irish Catholic. I grew up. We didn't talk about our feelings and all that jazz. So, you know, would just bottle it up until all of a sudden we misdirected it at something else.
1: There you go. Displacement. And so all of a sudden what you realize is, okay, there's something going on inside of me that usually happened between the ages of zero to seven. And it was imprinted into my subconscious mind, stored as a memory, something really small, something really big, a trauma happened to me and it's playing out in my later life. And now it's causing me to have this anger Like, why am I feeling angry to this person over nothing? I have something I need to work on. So you have to allow it to come up. Mm -hmm. You have to allow it to just flow in. If you try and push the anger away, no, I'm not going to feel angry. You're going to feel more angry because this is a whole other topic, but resistance creates more of that problem. Mm -hmm. So going back to forgiveness, if you can allow the feeling to come up and just allow it to pass back out. Okay. Let it go. Let it go. And now realize there's somebody or something you need to forgive. And you usually realize it through those moments. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I do forgiveness every day, even when I have I feel like I have no one to forgive. Oh my gosh, I have so many people to forgive, including guess who? Yourself. Myself. Yeah. Every day, practice forgiveness. Forgiveness is the most powerful way to release blockages in your body, release unwanted feelings, release trauma, release stress. Bring up anybody who comes to your mind, close your eyes, do some deep breaths. Ask yourself, who do i need to forgive today and you will find the answer flows up the person or the event sometimes it is a public figure i have a really powerful forgiveness exercise you should you should link it here it's okay. on my podcast right now it's completely free it's on my podcast it's the forgiveness meditation it is so powerful when you do that forgiveness meditation you will release so many things from you immediately and then you can go back and repeat it every day for a new person or yourself
0: oh, i'll definitely link it in the show notes and also you're talking just internally forgiving them not no you don't have to call them up and say hey i'm sorry for or whatever <laughs> or oh god no i don't blame you it's all about just internal
1: yeah like when i talk about go. forgiveness <laughs> the person never has to even know you've forgiven them although yeah. energetically You've set yourself free from them. They no longer own your energy or stole that part of you. You've taken it back. You've re-owned that part of you that they took from you. And now you're taking it back. You'll feel better. They don't even know or they just get on with their life in the same way they were, but you are free and they do not define your future anymore.
0: So how... I know we only have a little bit of time. There's two questions I have that I always ask every guest. So I'm going to try to make this my last thing that's not, uh, you know, built into it. But how did you find a way to forgive yourself? If you've done a lot of bad things in your life, how do you forgive yourself? Because that's probably the hardest one to forgive if I do guess, depending on what you've done in your life. Some people might, maybe not. How did you, how did you do that?
1: (laughs) You know, you just decide. Yeah, you just decide you don't to be better to to let go to be one percent better every day. You don't have to be one hundred percent better today. You don't have to try and be the billionaire today you want to one day be or be the best parent you want to be today. Just be one percent better. But you have to decide to let go of what does not serve you of something you did. Of something you said of Something that happened to you That you blamed yourself for Whatever it might be Just decide Just go I'm going to forgive myself And you know what When you truly do You'll close your eyes You'll forgive yourself And when you do that forgiveness exercise For someone today You're going to break through You're going to cry You're going to emotionally feel Fuck that was so powerful
0: I'll be doing it later today (laughs) For sure
1: I'll be doing it later today Uh I do it all the time. There is no way that I would get through a week if I didn't do a forgiveness exercise because stuff is always happening. And I'm like, oh, my God, I just did that. I'm not perfect. I'm still doing shit I regret. But I'm trying.
0: And I forgive you for it, even though you're not asking for my forgiveness. But I will say, being a guest on the show, this is not really the actual card. But uh, you got to get out of fail free card. So I'm going to hand you this through the Internet. And you can bloop take that. And this get out of fail free card, you can use it. Uh, you've done quite a lot with your life, but maybe there's an area in your life like Broadway singing or something that I don't know about where you would want to pursue that thing. If there wasn't so much failure baked into it and involved in it, um, what would you use this get out of fail free card? If you could to pursue something that you uh, otherwise would.
1: Wow. That is the coolest thing I've ever been asked on a podcast. And I love that because that is such a unique method. And I would use it in an area of creation, like creating more because Mm -hmm. I know I can and not sort of starting it, being nervous of it, running from it, stop playing so safe and playing bigger and just being like, it's okay that, it might not work, but just just try it, just do it.
0: And that means creativity in any way, not like specifically being an artist or anything, but more in maybe in your own current thing.
1: No, just like in any way. Uh huh. Yeah,
0: I know it'd be amazing. Some people use it for all sorts of things, and you don't have to regret not using it for your marriage. Maybe your marriage is fine, but it's funny to hear what people use their cards for because, uh, you know, it's not real, so it's not like it, it matters. But but it does.
1: Yeah. I use it for for more creativity like just to be more free with myself to be able to like you know and and feel also actually it's a crazy one but I feel like I could probably if I had a second one I'd be like post what the fuck I want on social media because people have so much to say if I put up a bikini shot oh my god she's going back to like being a fucking whatever she was before when I was a webcam girl. Like what? They just want to attack you. Oh, what? So I don't love my femininity. Like I can't just post like every other person does. Like I want to be able to post what I want and I do and I've started to own it and I don't give a fuck if someone unfollows me because I put a bikini shot up. Like I will own who I am. I am a motivational speaker. I help people unlock their full potential. And I guess what? I'm still a girl who likes to play and have fun. Yeah. And put up shots of herself on the beach. And I will do more.
0: Well, it sounds like you're you you do not even need the card. You're already doing all that. You're you're being more creative. You're
1: Yeah. Well, I'm gonna use the card and I'm gonna say I use the fail guy card.
0: <laughs> exactly. Oh, no. Um, and the last thing, uh, similar to your name of your book, which is be it until you become it. Uh, I say fail it till you nail it. So What is the thing that you're now working towards a new endeavor, a new project, a new something where you're not really sure it's going to work out, but you're going to fail it till you nail it.
1: Oh, okay. Well,
0: or be it until you become it. If you want to take it that way.
1: Well, my, my, we just, we just opened my book club. We're on literally like the first few weeks right now. Mm -hmm. And it is so exciting. We're doing it and we're doing it completely for free at the moment We don't know where it's going to evolve to. It might become an app. Um, It will definitely become a membership program. But we're leaning into it. We don't know how many people show up each week, but we're just, it's scary. It's like, oh my God, I'm doing this. Why am I giving my time, more of my time for free? When I give so much to people, Mm -hmm. philanthropic work, I do so much to help people for free. So, I'm like, I'm just going to carry on, but I'm nervous of like, you know, how much that draws on your own time and your own things you're going through. Cause I have to give two hours every time we do it. It's powerful and I love it, but I'm nervous. I'm like, you know, that's the truth.
0: Yeah. And sometimes you wonder, am I not setting enough boundaries or whatever? Cause I do, I do most things for free. I do more things for not money than for money. Yeah. Same. And that's part of my self limiting money beliefs um, and all that. But, oh uh no
1: i do it because i love to i'm like if you're i want to give as much as i can for free people are like wait if you do all your meditations for free on your and you put up all your mbs method which is meditational behavioral synchronicity which is the version of the meditation that we do it's rooted in neuroscience you can read about it in the book but if i do all of that for free and i put it on my youtube and we put it on my podcast for free people like why would they buy and i'm like because having a mentor is a completely different thing. Going deeper is completely different than the free ones you get. You want everything. You've got it all in one place. You want a program direction. It's a whole different board game, you know?
0: Yeah. And plus the people who were in your position when you were at your lowest low needed some free stuff, you know,
1: hundred percent.
0: It's not like you could afford a mentor of, of really oh, no. any status. No. So to let you go on time, uh, where can people best find you? Where would you want them to to go? I know you're very popular on Instagram. Where else would you point them um, that I can put into the show notes and make sure that people can find you, connect with you? Where would you like to send them?
1: Well, you can follow me on every platform under my name, Natasha Graziano, and you're welcome to DM me. Like, I would love to hear from you if there was something you want to dive deeper into from today, something that you really wanted to learn. Maybe you want to come to my book club. Um, but yeah, just Natasha Graziano. Instagram's my my main one that I use. Yep. I'm on TikTok, YouTube. You can watch all my YouTube videos and go down the, the rabbit hole of the mind and the brain and the power within. And I'm sure you'll enjoy it. The mm-hmm. book right now is the thing I would say to do. If there is one call to action for you today, you're going to take one step. We'll decide what that step is for you. But maybe that step is diving deeper and understanding. You can download the audio book right now. It just came out.
0: I know. I wanted to say thank you so much because as an ADHD person, I literally physically can't read a book. So I need someone to read it to me. Thankfully to you who gets to read this one to me uh but it's nice to uh to be able to consume it because a lot of books that don't become audiobooks I don't get to I don't get to read them so thank you for doing that cuz I know it's not an easy uh thing to sit down and read your whole book and go through it all again after you've written it so I appreciate you putting it out there
1: oh my god it yeah i it was one of the hardest things i've ever done you're like how because you have to read Every word perfectly. And if you read something like let's say you say house, like house, they make you pause. They're like, sorry, you slipped. Or if you swallow Mm. at the exact moment when you read a word, you have to go back and do it again. It took uh 16 hours. It was the one of the hardest things I've ever done. But one of the most amazing things I've ever done. Like I just was crying in certain points in my book, remembering as I was writing it and connecting to whoever was reading it. It was a really powerful experience.
0: Yeah. And it probably helped you become a better podcaster and speaker because you know those tools of like, don't say, um, and all those other things that happen when you realize when you're reading a book.
1: <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. You have no choice. And, and, and it made me relearn certain things, certain studies in the book, which you just can't get enough of. Don't read a book once. You got to read it once and you got to go back and then make notes and put bullet marks on it and, and, yeah. and not literally bullet marks like bullet point marks on it and highlight pens
0: the best books are tools that you can go back to yeah and use again and again rather than like a you know a fictional book that
1: 100 percent
0: giving you some good times
1: you gotta dive deeper yeah for sure oh so fun
0: well natasha Thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate you sharing your vulnerabilities and everything you do. Um, And I just wish you all the success and failure that comes along with it. Um, And I hope that uh, that things just keep getting better and better. And I do definitely appreciate you coming on the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I love your show and I'm excited to connect with your wonderful audience. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you very much and have a great rest of your day. Would you like to be more efficient, productive, and confident in your work at the office? Over 750 million people worldwide use Excel, yet it's still a misunderstood and frequently misused tool. That's why I created Excel Exposure, so you can work smarter and not harder. The Excel Essentials course gives you over 5 hours of in-depth video lessons, plus it comes along with my master workbook which has every function, shortcut, and all the examples to follow along. Investopedia actually included my course in their list of six best online Excel classes of 2021, saying it's best for visual learners. As someone who's an expert in failure, I can certainly teach you and your team how to avoid spreadsheet failures and create bulletproof Excel documents. Use the coupon code FAILURE for 20% off of the lifetime access price. Visit ExcelExposure.com for more information and also my existing award-winning free training. Thanks for joining me on the Failure Guy podcast. If you enjoyed it, feel free to tell somebody. And don't forget, always try to fail it till you nail it. Till next time.